The current spoiler warning level is, Emerald. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Emerald. We're talking about some machines from Mobile Suit Gundam, the 08th MS team, as well as a variant from the old game, Mobile Suit Gundam Side Story, The Missing Link. Uh, the Missing Link is not really relevant to anything plot-wise, so I think even if you're just watching along with GGP, there should be no problem. Please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Mechanista NG, this little corner of the internet where we talk about Gundam's robots. I'm Six Stepmar from Scanline Media. And I'm Dylan from the internet. How's it going, Dylan? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, it has gotten warmer here, so we actually have to turn the AC on, which is really weird because it feels like we just had a snow outside like two weeks ago or something, so mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. But other than that, it's been fine. Cool, cool. Sleepy, but I'm always sleepy, so... I've been uh, stocking up. I've got my, my surgery coming up, and in anticipation of that, I have bought a lot of Gunpla to keep me busy during the downtime. Nice! Oh, th I guess so. that's my other news, is uh, I'm going to get a bookcase moved into the room soon, because... Like, there's three of us sharing one room, right? And I mm -hmm. kind of claimed, like, a little corner. And I don't mind being in the corner, I like being in a cozy area. I just don't have a big display area for Gumpa. Like, there's, like, a dresser here for clothes, and I can put stuff on top of that. But other than that, mm -hmm. I just have, like, a single, smaller case. And, um, Jojo and Ivy bought me, uh, a bookcase. Uh, just, like, a cheap, like, $30 bookcase, but it's good, uh, because I can put Gumpa on it. Instead nice. of having my desk crowded, where, like, I have my Gay or Gay Dry, and, uh, my Hazel Custom Master Grade on my, like, work area desk, and I have to be very careful not to bump them. I did Sticky Tack the uh, Gay Dry down, but, you know. Mm -hmm. Sticky Tack is wonderful, by the way. If you're a modeler out there, get Sticky Tack. Uh, the, like, the blue stuff uh, that you can stick to things. It's really good because it can make uh, things very stable or connect pieces that might be loose or any number of things. Good stuff. Huh. They should pay me for that endorsement. I wish they would. So Man, if that me. was how it works, I would have a lot of money from Taco Bell by now. God. <laughs> Same, though. Uh, <sighs> let's go ahead and, and roll. Do you have any particular feelings? Do you want a particular uh, setting I, or I don't have any leanings this week. Honestly, I don't mind. Okay. No. Even, if it, even if it gives us future century, I'll roll with it. Yeah, we'll today, roll with it today. My, my heart is open. My heart is open. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but we are doing the later half of early UC list. Woo! We're doing 21 through 40. Look, I said I have no preference, but I'm still happy with that. <laughs> yeah, of course you are. Uh, let's see here. Let's see what we get. Uh, we got the RX-79G Easy 8 Gundam Easy 8. Oh, okay. Well, here. If we're talking about the Easy 8, I feel like we have to talk about the Gundam ground type. Of course. So let's start with the ground type. Yep. So the RX-79... Uh, Bracket G, unbracket, uh, Gundam Brown type, is, um, is a mass production prototype, uh, made based on the Gundam's combat data. It is, 
kind of uh, it's a weird suit right because mm-hmm. it, it, we know it can use beam weapons um but it doesn't have any so it's called the gundam round type it has no space-based equipment it doesn't have a core fighter system it doesn't have you know special verniers for space basically this thing is not made to be used in space Going with the theming of 8th MS Team, this is a ground combat mobile suit. This is supposed to be all focused on ground mobility, etc. Um, uh, it is mass production. It, it is made of a mixture of parts from the original RX-78 program, um, as well as you know its own unique parts that were developed for it for mass production purposes. Um, mm-hmm. th- it, it also has a limiter. Uh, built into it because it's using some Gundam parts, but not all of its parts are meant to be used properly. So uh, you have to have limiters installed because uh, what happens if you do this thing that you're not made to do? Uh-oh, you've broken it. Um, yeah, it's it's a situation where it is built basically to the specs of the Gundam. I mean, obviously some changes made, but the various parts are of varying quality, and some of them just can't handle the strain of what the RX-78 II can yep. perform at. Um. And so, uh, as we go through the design for this thing, the head is a pretty classic Okawara head. Um, it's got, the way the forehead is segmented, it actually kind of reminds me of the heavy arms head a little bit. Um, yeah, I can totally see that. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, you know, you've got your mohawk camera, you've got your forehead gem, you've got your V-fin, you've got a standard Gundam face, you've got some cool vents, and you got a nice round dingle-dangle that looks realistic, so let's slap it on there, uh, on the back of the head there. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it has head Vulcans, though. It does not... No, it doesn't. Um, because the Vulcans are in the chest on this. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, so, you move down to the chest, and this is where you get really different. Uh, first note is the chest is asymmetrical, which is pretty cool. You've got a very tall vent on the right side of the chest. The middle is obviously mm-hmm. the cockpit bo- block area. You've got, um, you know, you can see where the hatch is and everything. It's... Uh, so the, the hatch is on top, top which yes. is unusual. Yeah, yeah, but you can see like the clear lines defining where it pops open. Um, you've got to me. This feels like it, it feels very. It's it's a very OHMS team design in that like I always think of like OHMS team basically being like Gundam metal slug, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it has very much like a like a tank style like hatch on top, as opposed to the more you know like the you know middle of the middle of the like abdomen style hatch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it also has, um, on the other side of the chest, on the opposite of the vents, you've just got a bunch of barrels, um, for different functions. These are literally called mm-hmm. multi-launchers. Um, I believe one of them is always a Vulcan. Um. Yeah. I don't know which one the Vulcan is, but it's one of them. Um, and then the others... I think the Vulcan, the Vulcan is the top one. That would... That would make well, sense, I think. It's, I, I, actually, there are three holes. I don't know what the very top one is. The middle one is the Vulcan. The bottom one is the multi-launcher. Okay, yeah. Okay. Maybe that one's a camera? Could just be, like, a camera or something, yeah. Um, And uh, the reason the, the lowest one is called a multi-launcher is because you can put different types of ammo in it. Uh, You know, this is... Gundam starts really liking this in the 90s. What if... What if, like, an actual gun, we could just use different types of ammo? That makes sense. Um, too bad it's, it's a little... really practical device that I'm surprised has fallen out of favor with Gundam design, because the idea of a launcher that you can use for, like, smoke or grenades or flares or shaft makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. 
Um, for its actual uh, weaponry, uh, it has it does have beam sabers. Um, specifically, uh, I believe it's in the is it leg or side skirt? can't remember. I believe... Oh, it's the legs, right, because the sides of the legs, you can even see the line there in the artwork. They pop open and it can grab them there. The side skirts on this, I believe, are the where it keeps ammo uh, for the uh, machine mm -hmm. gun. Um, speaking of which, this might be our first suit that uh, for the Federation that uses a very common design uh, for its 100mm machine gun. Uh, this is... If you're playing a video game or something, you will see this machine gun design because things love it. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it's just the standard machine gun. It can have different types of am ammunition and such. Uh, but it's a machine gun, which means even though it, it has all these details, you know, it's not... Um, it, it's not something that you're going to, like, see be super effective. Um, uh, great weapon in, uh, in Gun to Battle Operation 2, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um... It also has a smoothbore uh, barrel, which is so weird to me. Just no rifling in the barrel. Um, what would the... You know guns better than me, Six. I know that a mm -hmm. smoothbore rifle is a rifle with... or it's Well, it's not a rifle, right? There's no rifling mm -hmm. in something that has a smoothbore. Um, right. Which means there's less accuracy, right? Yes, yes. You're going to get... You know, the, the spin obviously helps you... You know, it keeps helps with accuracy. Yeah. Um, I think the the only reason I can think of to do that is if um, it mentions in here that they have a tendency to burn out the barrel, and if you're going to be doing that over and over just for for money reasons, it's much cheaper to produce a smoothbore barrel okay. than it is to produce a rifled barrel. If you're going to just keep swapping them out, then why bother? Okay, that makes sense. Then yeah. Um, I, I guess it would make sense they would have to replace it too because you're firing really large ammunition, all things considered. Um. Mm -hmm. But uh, another another famous weapon in this is the 180 millimeter cannon, and I love this thing. Um, mm -hmm. It is a multi-section cannon. Uh, I, I say that because it can be broken down, um, and sometimes it'll be put into the large square backpack of the machine. Um, and uh, it's just it's just a long gun. It's just a long gun. It's got a handle on the top of it for holding it. Uh, so it's got like you know it, it has to two-hand it, and that's always cool. And it's just, mm -hmm. it's just a big, basically an artillery launcher. Um, it's an interesting weapon. I feel like it's a style of gun we don't get a whole lot of in, in mobile suit design, mm -hmm. which is this sort of like high caliber, like practically anti-material rifle, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, you get like, there's, you know, if you, you look at some, uh, some <sighs> redesigns of the Zaku have one. Yeah, I'm trying to avoid spoilers, mm -hmm. um, but otherwise, like it's really a a pretty rare thing to have a weapon like this. I think IBO, mm -hmm. maybe, um, but this this idea of this because you know if, if you think about it, it feels a fills a very strange niche, right? You have to have good aim for a weapon like this to be useful, mm -hmm. because it is like single shots, high caliber, without a big area of effect. And so for a standard soldier, it seems like you're either better suited with a, a like a rocket launcher or with a machine gun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Now, uh, funnily enough, uh, the one of the D'Agostini MS Bibles, I believe, uh, has a section about the guns. And it actually talks about what the primary use of the 180 millimeter is. And that is to because it fires parabolically. 
right? It is designed. Mm. It is it is calibrated to be used in under gravity. So, what they show basically is for longer range combat, which is already a little harder because of Minovsky particles. However, of course, we know with mobile suits, one of the reasons they're so big is supposed to be so their electronics work. Well, if they are able to, you know, basically aim over a hill, it is more helpful to have a parabolic weapon than, you know, like just a bazooka or something that fires forward. Sure. Uh, that was the main thing that they showed with uh, with that. Um, need to. Funnily enough, that makes it even higher skill. Yes, that's the thing, right? Um, it's the, that 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 gives a practical reason for it to exist, but that also means, yeah, higher, even even more like. You need a, someone who has skills with this weapon or is at least decently trained with it. Um, also, fun fact, uh, I have to mention this here just because we talked about it. Uh, one of the shields that the Gundam Ground Type uses is a smaller shield with like a little handle on top. And very frequently, mm-hmm. this is shown to be like a brace for the gun. So um, it can mm-hmm. spike the shield into the ground and then use, the, use, the, use it as like sort of a uh, stabilizer for the front of the barrel, which is pretty cool. Um... But yeah, so the 180mm is, it, it's a very, I, I think it would, I would say it's the, probably the iconic weapon of the ground type Gundam. Um, mm-hmm. Just for, you know, just in terms of like cool things people think of with them. Um, then you get, uh, oh, also actually to mention on pilot skill, one little thing with the 180mm, one, one instance where we get to see it miss because of this is you have Sanders reading where the goof custom is going when it's going down the building, right? And mm-hmm. uh, he's, you know, actually like mapping it out, calculating it out where he's got to shoot. But the goof just stops. And so he's accounted for too much distance and ends up firing right below him, which I, I always like that scene. Good fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, as YouTube will sometimes tell you, maybe the best fight in Gundam. Uh, I don't know about that. And I think it's it, a little a little bit of a claim. Uh, but, you know. Yeah, but it's a good fight. I, I won't deny that. It's it's it is mm-hmm. good. Um. Other armaments include, uh, should mention, it does have a beam rifle, a mass production type beam rifle that is real fancy looking. I actually like it because I like mm-hmm. the contrast of how it has like the middle of the, bo- the body of the gun is painted all white. And then you have like the barrel, uh, the secondary grip, uh, the main grip, and like some other parts that are more painted in like your standard kind of weapon gray color that you get on a lot of mobile suits. Um, it's kind of a reaction to the beam spray gun, right? Because the beam spray gun came out for the gyms, and uh, the Federation was not super happy with those things. No. Um, and so they kind of they demanded a a more capable weapon, and so I think the aesthetics of that almost reflect that, where it's supposed to like look impressive. Yeah, yeah, it definitely looks much more like a proper beam rifle. The beam spray gun is so funny, too, because it's, it's funny that that is uh, apparently in some of the backstory for this rifle, because the beam spray gun, the, the way it is depicted because of that name uh, versus how it is depicted in the anime versus what the games want to do with it, it's just very amusing to me. Um, we'll talk about that in a future gym episode, of course, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put a pin in that, though, uh, for, for far future um, I, I need to talk about that weapon because it's a very it, there's a lot of weirdness with it. But um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, this is like just a, your standard your box standard beam rifle, right? You point it, it mm-hmm. fires a big beam. A lot of the times you see it get used in Eighth MS team, it has a really cool effect, like because the way the show is trying to be, um, the aesthetic for it ends up being like you know very like 
like clearing all the dust from an area, you know, like doing a cool line. It's just it looks cool. Mm-hmm. I like when beams look cool, especially with how common they are. I do like the detail in here that like, oh, by the way, this thing's really inaccurate. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just yeah, it's it's when you when you they gave you the beam spray gun and you decided that wasn't good enough and so you said like no make us a gun like the like the Gundam's gun but do it on this budget that's like that's not gonna happen yeah yeah no that's, that's probably not gonna happen um so uh other equipment real quick uh this does have a bazooka it is not a hyper bazooka it's just called a rocket launcher oh no never mind also known as hyper bazooka ground type fuck you it's just a rocket launcher <laughs> this isn't my hyper bazooka this just looks like a standard ass bazooka it's about what you expect yeah. from gundam it's an over-the-shoulder bazooka uh you've got like the um it's it's you know you, you load it's a top loaded style it's fine i just I, I i think it's a little boring this thing has the 180 millimeter which yes doesn't necessarily fire explosives just fires big bullets i think that's so much cooler though so you know Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I'd be very surprised if that 180 can't load some high explosive rounds. That, That's true. That would be very strange. That's true. So we, we, you know, just a lot of times we see it. It basically feels like it's just launching a large projectile. But yeah, you're right. Um, there's also the missile launcher. Um, it does have a missile launcher, which I actually think is much cooler than the rocket launcher because mm-hmm. it uh, stores. I think it's yeah, yeah. You can even tell from the design. Uh, two missiles per. Uh, it's just like a weird like rack. Like, you've got, like, two or uh, three different missile pods strapped to a sensor, basically. Um, you can even see, like, the, if, if you took off the missile pods, this would look like a traffic cop gun or something, you know? It, like, it looks like it's just, a, you know, a sensor package. And you just slap mm-hmm. the missiles on the so- each either side and then the top. Uh, I, I just like the aesthetic of it, actually. I do think it looks pretty cool. Um, yeah. Other things we see it use, we see it use like a weird sort of bazooka-looking neck gun at one point. Um, this is for, I believe, that's against the uh, Absolus uh, to try to mm-hmm. disable it. Um, then uh, a- a- during the final couple of episodes, I believe this is what comes up because I see it mentioned here, and I do remember seeing a Gundam hammer in the show. I think it's during like the last few episodes, like one of the other teams with their ground Gundams. I think uh, you actually see it holding a hype, uh, Gundam hammer, which is so funny and just I love it because I the the thing I don't like with Eighth MS team fans when they get like this is very ah oh, we're the realistic Gundam we're we're the realist real Gundam we're so cool it's like the inverse of the G Gundam fan but just as insufferable basically <laughs> um, and then you get a, you know a, just the fucking Gundam carrying a Gundam hammer. And I love that because even this grognardy ass, you know, like very high military tech looking design in its aesthetics still carries around a giant, you know, ball and chain. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, it can use other shields. I pre- I'm pretty sure in the anime we only ever see them with the short type shields, but we do know that they can use like Gundam style shields and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, uh, I meant to go over the rest of the body. I'm sorry. I was reading. I, I get so used to like when I start reading the weapons that, oh, I need to talk about the weapons that when we talked about the Vulcan on the chest, they started doing that real quick. Arms, very standard. Uh, you get the shoulders with uh, some latches on them, which are pretty neat. And mm-hmm. we'll talk about what those are used for in a little bit. Um, 
but otherwise very standard Gundam-style arms. You know, this is an Okawara design. It's Okawara drawing a Gundam in the One Year War in Universal Century. You can already assume what this is going to look like, even without looking at it. Um, the skirt armor um, is pretty cool because it's a little boxier. Um, it, it is separated skirt armor, so even though it's One Year War, they Okawara did not give the Gundam back, like, you know, the sort of di- diapers slash boy shorts it had. Um, mm-hmm. And it does have, like, the separated skirts. They're very square is my main, like, notable feature about them. And I mentioned it earlier, but it does carry extra magazines on either side skirt. So, you know, that's fine. Yeah, with those side skirts like that, they very much give the the vibe that they are purely to protect the joint. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. Um, and then as you move down, thighs, nothing special. Uh, the knees are cool. The knees have these little, um, like, spikes on them. Uh, I assume that's for bracing on the ground, because I know we see them on, like, the knee down position a lot. So I'm assuming that's mm-hmm. just, like, for, you know, when it touches the ground. Uh makes sense yeah. I, I like the i like the design of those um i do like how the calves uh pop open for the beam savers i just think it's a cool place to put them uh knee and calf beam savers i tend to like both of those uh those will come up in other episodes but yeah um and then finally just to talk about it the oh uh when you look at the back of the joints um you do notice the joints are exposed this is important to note because a thing that comes up in eighth ms team one of the things that you know when people talk about how realistic it is oh look they're in a desert these joints get clogged ah um, but, you know, it does have some exposed joints going on with the ankles, with the uh, back of the legs, etc. Um, now the backpack is deceptively simple, right? Because you can tell there's stuff going on here, but when you're looking at the base form's backpack, hmm. um, you can't, you don't really see much. You just see two little boosters. Um, what it actually does is it can, like the, it, it's got sort of like a, um, what would it, how would I describe that? The, the bottom part of it folds open, basically, and it's able to, like, carry, you know, like, a giant mm-hmm. weapon container or... It's like a mount. A mount, yeah, it's like a mount. It's able to pop down, open up, and mount objects onto it, such as... Uh, you have the weapon rack backpack, which tends to be, like, a big... Just a big square, like... Almost looks like an actual, like, school children's backpack. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. That is just full of gun. Uh, or one 180mm, or whatever comes first. Um... You also get uh, another pack it can wear, which is its parachute pack, which I like the design of a lot. I really like the parachute pack. Um, the parachute pack has uh, extra verniers and such on it, as well as, you know, having a parachute. It's for doing uh, high-altitude uh, landings, because you do not want to land on the ground in your mobile suit from that high up. I don't think the shock absorbers in the cockpit are that good. Um, no. So it's it's just this really heavy backpack with some extra boosters on it uh, for braking before landing, as well as having a couple of parachutes. Um, incidentally, the 90s love putting this in mecha media because Front Mission 3 has a very similar pack system of we're going to throw a bunch of thrusters on you and you also have a parachute so that when you land, right before you land, you know. I don't even think it actually has the parachute. I think it might just be the thrusters, but the aesthetic is very similar, you know. Um I find it a weird choice because it's like, obviously, it must be the case that the thrusters are like, that the thrusters are strong enough to counteract the added weight, right? Mm-hmm. That's just obviously that must be the case, or you wouldn't bother with them, right? Mm-hmm. So at that point, why would you not have it so that you kept it on when you landed and had added mobility? I guess that makes sense, right? Um, maybe it's a matter of well. 
you would have added speed. I don't know if you would have added mobility necessarily. Mm, that's true. It's, and also, perhaps it screws up the balance when it's like mm -hmm. standing. Yeah. So like, because that's the thing, right? Uh, you can add boosters onto something to give it more speed in Gundam, and I know it doesn't always turn out realistic, but generally that's how it works. However, several things do talk about how they actually have a loss in overall mobility because even though they can go in like a single direction fast, their rotational speed is slower. It is harder for them to adjust that kind of thing, uh, as well as, like you mentioned, uh, balance of the mobile suit as well. So, mm -hmm. um, I think that might be why. On the other hand, it's a cool-looking backpack. It should keep it when it's on the ground. So, you know, uh, I can agree with you there. Um, trying to think. Mm -hmm. We don't really get any other, um, equipment for it, other than, like, minor things, like, you know, there's a desert equipment version, but there's not a lot of changes, really, other than, um, like, they, they, they change out some of, like, the vents and they cover up the joints so that uh, they don't get sand in them. But it's not mm -hmm. a significant overhaul, really. Um, and uh, so a thing I want to talk about, though, is with that backpack. Earlier on, there was actually a lot of ideas for this backpack that uh, they ended up going unused. Eighth uh, MS Team is one of the few series where we actually have a book that has a lot of the very early production drawings, which makes me very mm. happy because... I love seeing the early art, and um, I'd have to actually share... Not all of these are on the wiki, so I'm going to have to just send these to six for us to look at. Um, but basically, like, um, they had some ideas in mind for this backpack, which is kind of fun uh, with the early design. It, it just, just a little fun note, uh, including, like, a canon variant, right? Like, uh, I think... Yeah, here's the book. All right. Now I just need to find the actual uh, sketch pages so I can send them to six. Uh, for those in the audience, uh, I don't upload books because I don't want to get in trouble. But I do. I can tell you, if you find the 8th MS Team official archive um, online, probably somewhere, Yahoo Anime Rules. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to get that reference, really, unless they're a GGP listener. Hmm. But uh, basically, you can find this online. Uh, there were other backpack types, though. Uh, for this. You can actually see, like, in this page I linked, for instance, like, a missile container in the lower left corner that would be able to pop up and over. Mm -hmm. uh, you have cannon backpacks. One is a single-shot cannon, or a single-barrel cannon, and the other is two barrels. Um, and, of course, you have versions of it where uh, it's able to, like, lower, like, while it's kneeling all the way to the ground and be used for, like, cargo transport. So, just a lot of cool ideas mm -hmm. um, that were used on some of the prototype designs for the um, ground Gundam, not used in the final design, but still pretty cool. Incidentally, uh, the official archives and the fact we can see the really earliest Gundams, there's a long-held notion that, oh, uh, Bandai interfered and made them make Gundams the protagonist. I don't think this is true, because even in the earliest stages of production, a lot of these 8th MS team sketches of the ground Gundam are Gundams. Like... Sometimes mm -hmm. they look a little different. You get some that don't have, like, the V-fin and stuff, but they all, like, the 2 eye set up. They're all the Mohawk camera set up. Um, uh, six in the image I linked you in the upper right, you can see this. This one is on the wiki, incidentally. The wiki just didn't have the image I was looking for, which is frustrating. Um, but you can mm -hmm. see, like, alternate head designs where, it, sure, it may drop the V-fin or forehead jewel, but this is still very obviously a gun. Uh, I mean, there's no, there's no reason to think that Given 
like where OHMS team exists within the within the UC chronologically speaking, that the Federation would not try and capitalize on the mystique of the gun. Right, I I agree with that. I I think that is far better of an explanation than just people being like, oh, they should have just made us. It's it's interesting. It's a two pronged comment, right? You sometimes get people who are like, oh, I wish an OH team would have been better if it had gyms. Or you just get people saying they want to squat at gyms as a show, which fair enough. I don't know mm. why you would want to watch a bunch of cops patrol around all day, but you know that's your that's your business, not mine. Um, but anyway, uh, oh, one other minor thing to mention with the Gundam Ground type because it's important. Uh, Karen's gets the head punched off by an act guy, uh, the most heroic act guy of the One Year War, because it does this. <laughs> uh, it punches off the head of her Gundam and they replace it with a ground gym head. Uh, we will not talk about the ground gym here because. We're already going to talk about a bunch of other variants, um, and it's going to be... You don't want the episode to run too long. Uh, however, mm-hmm. the gym ground type... Well, actually, we can talk about it. It won't take long. <sighs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Six. It's, it's, it'll it'll take... It just... Once we're opening the door to gyms. Right, right, yeah. That door okay, don't close. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, well, the thing is, right, the only problem I run into is if we roll the gym episode, the gym has so many other variants that I think it, all we have to really mention about the gym ground type, honestly, while going over its design is it's very similar in design. It just has a gym head and you add a second vent to the chest instead of the Vulcan. That's really it. Okay. <laughs> let's be, okay. let's be fair. Uh, and then you have a variant of it that is exactly the same, but painted all green and carries around a sniper rifle with an external generator. That's all you really need to bring up. Um, the mm. designs are not sign- significant departures really from the ground Gundam. Oh, I guess also their backpack. They don't get the cool backpack. They have just a very standard uh, gym-style backpack. That's mm-hmm. all. Uh, now, the reason why I say we have a lot of variants to talk about. So first of all, let's talk about what we rolled, because this is the most simple one to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. We have the Gundam Easy 8 The Easy 8 Gundam Easy 8 as some would say. <laughs> um, so this is Shiro Amada's unit. He is, you know, the... Commander, I think, is the rank, if I'm getting it properly. Uh, he is the commander of the 8th MS team. Um, and the Easy 8 is basically after his Gundam gets super fucked up, they give it a field repair, but unlike something like adding the gym head to uh, Karen's ground Gundam, uh, this field repair doesn't want to like sacrifice anything. It kind of wants to... It's almost an upgrade, but in some ways it's a side grade, because, you know, with mm. wanting to keep it realistic, a lot of the background details that come from, like, various things are always like, well, you know, it's better in some regards, but not better in others. Uh, basically, mm-hmm. what you get, right, is you get a customized version of um, Shiro's Ground Gundam, customized for him, where you get some uh, chest armor uh, that is added to it. Uh, and the chest armor is able to flap down. It still has, like, the multi-launcher and stuff in the chest. Uh, much, much more... Uh, actually, it doesn't. Oh, it doesn't? No, they got rid of the multi-launcher and the chest Vulcan. They do have a, uh, like, a the 12.7mm Vulcan that they added, but the original Vulcan and multi-launcher... Right, are right, sorry. Yes, I forgot. Um, I was thinking of the scene where he jumps on the tower, opens up the chest, and it starts firing. Right, there's only one Vulcan in there, though, when he does that. Um, it mm-hmm. does add head Vulcans, though, to make up for this. Uh, so the head does have head Vulcans. The head actually has some of the most major changes. You, 
it doesn't have the v-fin anymore um it's it's almost like what if a gundam head was wearing a helmet <laughs> um yeah yeah it looks like it's wearing like a like a like a boxing like head yeah it's very chunky you get like a chin guard that uh goes over you know the chin you still see a little bit of the red part from it uh but otherwise it's like this weird sort of guard i like the look of it actually a lot um you also get a single head antenna no more v-fin you can actually see where the forehead jewel and v-fin were though they are now painted in the same beige kind of color that the rest of the easy eight is um Mm -hmm. but yeah i will say uh, so for the chest, yeah, the armor can flap down. It does have a single Vulcan gun in there, but uh, does not have uh, the multi-launcher anymore. I did forget about that detail. Uh, they just scooped that out, I guess. Um, which I guess makes sense. You don't really want... like that's, that's adding a lot of stuff to the chest while putting armor over it, just making it more complicated. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, also, um, you get... Uh, so it has more armor, but it's also a little bit more mobile. It's just a little bit better in a lot of regards, as much as like stuff wants yeah, to say it's not. It doesn't make a lot of sense because the exp- they do basically say like, "Hey, we've you know there all these spots where they've added armor," and then at the end they're like, "But it's lighter." And it's like, oh, "Why? You've only added material to this thing." Clearly, the multi-launcher was just very heavy. Oh yeah, just a, just a real chunky boy. Yeah. It, that that's the thing right like i i, I feel like so, sometimes like the show really wants to like feel very realistic in its aesthetic and i don't think the show does it as much as the fans do i think the fans honestly overplay it a little bit uh like i said mm-hmm. inverse of g gundam fans but um still cool machine though i like how it looks um it still has like the shoulder latches um you've still got like the side skirts with the uh, extra ammo uh, you've uh, Shiro has opted for a beige and blue color, like a really weird teal, uh, mm-hmm. for the secondary details. Also, this Gundam has red eyes, which is interesting. You don't get that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, as you move to the legs, you promised. Oh, sorry, you promised with the ground type to tell us what those shoulder latches were for. Oh, uh, right. Uh, bu- 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 what was it? Oh, uh, the shoulder latches. Um, they're part of the uh parachute backpack. Uh, one of the parachute backpacks, um, the larger one. It's it's just a belt mm. loops through them. That's all. Okay. Yeah, they're just for a belt. I'm sorry, I, for, I forgot to mention that. Um, uh, just to show real quick, for six. This is on the wiki. Uh, it's just got cool belts that loop through the backpack. That's all. Oh, nice. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so this is still compatible with basically all the parts of the um, original. Uh, ground gunman in that regard like you can put the parachute pack on it you could put uh like theoretically the we- uh the weapon container can be on it any any of the equipment that the ground gunman can use this can use the backpack it remains the same um the legs they change up a little bit the knees instead have sort of like uh joints for like a c-shaped attachment uh also or like something to wrap around on the knees uh, you don't have the spikes anymore. It's just got like a little dingly do on the top of it, uh, like you know, similar to the shoulders. I don't think that ever gets used. Um, the armor. Oh, uh, another thing of note: this has way more joint coverings, uh, especially on like the feet. If you look at the feet, there's like no exposed ankle at all. Um, mm-hmm. Very conservatively dressed. This Easy Eight is. Um, 
Because you can notice it even with the rear. It has, like, a lot of armor added to, like, the back of the ankle. Um, which is interesting. It's just like that. Um, but yeah, the Easy 8, pretty cool. Uh, doesn't change armaments, really. Uh, we do get one rather hilarious moment, uh, that I alluded to earlier when I thought about the chest multi-launchers, where the Easy 8 jumps into a tower to start firing at, um, at, at the Goof Custom. Uh, actually, like, it makes the backpack hinges pop open so that it's using it to, like, slide down slower. And then just starts firing its head Vulcans, its machine gun, and its chest Vulcan at the uh, Goof Custom. It doesn't go good. No, those are not the weapons for fighting that. No, it just all of them miss. Uh, you get the amazing line from Norris that I always love, which is, uh, well, that certainly looked impressive uh, in the English dub. <laughs> um, I always love that. Um, it is a cool shot because you do get, like, you get to see all the movement of the EZ8's parts, like, the leg, uh, the knee armor is popped up. The ankle armors are all popped up. It's it's a pretty cool scene, but yeah, like 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 Nora says, he certainly looked impressive, but ultimately, uh, not not a good movement, uh, not a good move. Oh, I guess it gets one additional weapon. Uh, it's arm, <laughs> um, because the Easy Eight has enough power that it can rip off its own arm and then flail you with it. Right, that does happen. Well, technically, it already had that. Yeah, that's fair. I <laughs> uh, just had to mention it. I, I just felt the need to. But yeah, um, the Easy It's a pretty cool machine. Not a lot to say about it, more so than the Ground Gundam. However, there are some uh, machines related to this. First of all, uh, well, there are also some non-canon variants. Yes, that's oh, that's what I was going to go into. Uh, as made famous by a movie, uh, is how the game explains it in its own bio. Uh, in SD Gundam G Generation Gathered Beat, or Gather Beat, there is two variants of the Easy Eight: the high mo- uh, the yeah high mobility custom and heavy armed custom. Uh, both of these are ridiculous. The heavy armed custom, uh, the wiki says it is thus considered to be non-canon because it contradicts the continuity. That doesn't make sense. Canon doesn't work that way with Gundam. I don't know if I've talked about it on the show. In Gundam, if it is animated. It is official. If it is not animated, it is unofficial until it is in animation. That is all. That is no. That is the only rule. There is no canon, non-canon things contradicting. You get shit referencing the first Gundam TV show and the first Gundam movies, sometimes even in the same work. It's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm sorry. This came up. Relax. This buddy. came up. This came <laughs> up again in another chat I'm in, and I'm just like, I roll my eyes every time. I don't know why. Western fandom insists on, like, canon. I hate it. The word needs to be stripped from its use. No one needs to care about it. It's fine. Anyway. Uh, sorry, the wiki made me a little mad. Not a, not actually mad. I just, I like having the ramble. But, it is something that I feel strongly about. The Heavy Armed Custom. Uh, ridiculous machine, because it has a Salamis beam cannon, uh, on its like so on its waist you can see two yeah of them. you can see two, two of, them. of them actually yeah it's a modified salamis class beam cannon um one that looks a little small for that but also two what the fuck <laughs> um and then uh, this is to me the funniest detail is that it adds a pair of basic of subarms to the uh-huh. legs 
just to hold the cannons because the cannons won't stay stable. Yeah. You had to these aren't subarms for like reloading. These are just for bracing the guns on It's so thing. good. It's so good actually. I love it. Um this is a very ridiculous <laughs> Um I think if I remember right uh in one of the it's either in the it's either in an article or it's in the game's profile. But basically the speculation is oh they gave the, the the events of the eighth MS team were dramatized, and they uh they gave them a movie, but the movie or the movie or show or whatever lasted too long, so they needed to add a space arc. So they gave the Easy Eight upgrades for space. Um, and this is one of them. The other one is the high mobility custom. Not quite as exciting. This one just adds an array of burners all over it. You don't get the two like the heavy arm custom. You get two large side cannons. You get a really fancy, large, like, energy pack kind of backpack, is what I'm guessing, given all the propellant on it. Um, mm -hmm. And you've got, like, you get the sub-arms sub -arms on, on the knees. knees, and you get some cables going up from the ankles. Other than that, pretty pretty mm -hmm. much just an easy 8 with some extra armor slapped onto it. Uh, they do replace the shoulder latches with some verniers, which is neat. But not a ton of changes. You can actually still recognize the easy 8 um, the, the high mobility custom, even more so. Uh, they, they just basically put a bunch of boosters on it give it a lot of gridiron for some of its armor like the knee armor is gone there's some thrusters mm -hmm. and then there's some gridiron uh the ankle armor is gone there's just some gridiron um you get a weird yeah, backpack. It's, it's very stripped down yeah the backpack also has like this sort of like uh like uh reinforced like frame style to, to hold the the verniers in place it's very um like the 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 description here is that basically it was it was so fast and so light, lightly armored and like basically like touchy that it was a machine that like you had to be really good to not kill yourself flying God. in. Oh, uh, also should know it does have a scope, holy scope over the eyes like a gem sniper style, which is pretty cool. Um, and then it nice. has a really long beam spray gun. Uh, what is that? Oh, it, it is actually called the beam spray gun too, I guess. Uh, it just looks like a long beam spray gun, like someone took it in paint and just elongated it. <laughs> um mm -hmm. just stretch so yeah so those are the two variants of the easy eight that are weird but i like them they're fun um speaking of video game variants though boy howdy do video games love the gundam ground type because one of the earliest gundam side stories is called gundam side story the blue destiny oh are we doing yes, that today we may as well look Okay. Look, sometimes All we right, record sure. two episodes in one day. Sometimes we'll just do an extra long episode, and this will be that. Uh, I feel like it because of uh, talking about, or because I played a little bit of the game today uh, on the Saturn uh, while messing with an emulator. Actually, huh. Here's a plan, uh, Six. How about this? We'll talk about one other ground type Gundam variant real quick on this episode, and then we'll do a new recording. Okay. It's basically two episodes. Because we can give the we could give I think the uh, Blue Destinies their own episode, right? Do you think? Yeah, okay. I think that makes sense. Uh, so the final one we'll talk about then actually today will be for this episode, uh, the RX seventy nine G SW Slave Wraith. This is used by the Slave Wraith unit in Gundam Side Story Missing Link. Uh, this is a weird machine. Uh. Now, we've talked about, you know, there being a Gundam where, uh, you can, uh, you can see, like, all, like, the bits of it being repaired, right? Like, we talked about that with the EZ8. Oh, it's just repaired, so all the parts that got damaged got fixed over. This got fixed over with parts from other mobile suits, is the thing. 
Um, mm-hmm. You get some weird parts on this. The Slave Wraith has things like, if you look at the head, you've got sort of a gym, like, uh, gym sniper slash gym guard style, like, visor. Uh, the shoulders are just like the reactive armor from the gym striker. Um, mm-hmm. It uses a bunch of the ground-type weapons, basically all, all the ones you can think of. It also can still use, like, all the packs from, like, the ground Gundam. Um, it's a very, like, it, it has its own backpack, but it can also mount, like, the ground Gundam backpack. It's a really weird machine. Um, so, uh, the Slave Wraith is called, so, it is used by, basically, uh, the, the Wraith Corps, which is a bunch of, like, fugitives that the Federation pressed into service. Uh, it's a very stupid story, by the way, in this game. Um, the Federation, <laughs> I guess, takes a bunch of death row inmates and people who also, I think it's implied that they have some trumped up charges that are not, like, actually real, and makes them mm. into, like, a special squad of mobile suit and, like, some infantry people and stuff, uh, to, like, so that they can be released from, like, prison after the war if they do this. It's really weird. Uh, very edgy. Um, but yeah, the Slave Wraith, though, is a pretty simple variant in that mostly the head and shoulders are different, and then you just get, like, uh, like the backpack and stuff unique to it. But uh, its colors, its aesthetic are very interesting because this is um an aesthetic that is, like, something that we can talk about when you redesign suits, right? This is supposed to just be the round Gundam parts, but we have a lot of panel lines on this. Um... I just want to bring up that, you know, this happens a lot with, like, Future Works, especially uh, with Gundam, is taking the exact same design, making it not actually a different design, but just doing the detail so wild and different. And I always like that, actually. I like Mm -hmm. getting to see the different interpretations. Um, Of course, with the Slave Wraith and other things from Missing Link, it's an absolute hell on the models, right? Especially in high grade, because uh, look at all the color separation you would have to do, or parts separation. It is... You know, yeah. you see, like, like, if you look at the thighs, like, the bottom of the thigh on the front or the top of the thigh on the back is, like, a different shade of blue. Or, like, the way the crotch piece or, like, the side. Like, everything is just, like, all kinds of different colors. Uh, unfortunately, the high grades for these uh, for these really suffer. Uh, if anyone here uh, who is a listener has built a pale rider, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> cool suit, unfortunate sticker hell, but... It, it kind of has to be that way, because if it wasn't, it'd basically be a real grade at that point. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Just wanted to bring up this little guy from a video game. Because um, he's kind of important. Uh, he does get a full armor pack, which looks worse in every way. Um, the full armor pack gives it a more normal Gundam head. Uh, the, the, basically, the full armor pack almost looks like uh, the Gym Striker Custom. Uh, in its colors and yeah. stuff. It's really bizarre. Um, and also, bizarrely, for a full armor, because it's a ground type, instead of having a big shoulder cannon, it has a shoulder Gatling gun. Which is a lot. <laughs> and it's got this, like, this shield, like, double-barreled machine gun, and I don't, like, it's funny, because looking at it, I don't dislike how it looks, but it doesn't look related to the slavery. No, it doesn't. It just looks like a new mobile suit. Like, the only identifiable part is the torso being a ground gun and torso. Um... Oh, I do like mm-hmm. that it, it puts uh, on its other shoulder uh, the missile launcher, and it just removes part of it. 
which is done by a gym variant we'll talk about also. So, uh, much like the prior one, this is just a hodgepodge of parts from other mobile suits uh, turned into a full mm-hmm. armor. Uh, minor thing to talk about with this one, though. Uh, it doesn't even really... It popped up in the game as DLC after the fact, so, you know, it doesn't even play a role in the game. <laughs> uh, hmm. But, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, I would say, Six, that's it for this episode. Because... Okay. We could do a whole new recording for the Blue Destinies, I think. I, th- I think we should do that. I think there's a lot to talk about with the Blue yep. Destinies, and I'm excited yep. for it. Uh, if you see a Blue Destiny in GBO2, run away. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll do plugs still. I, I would hope that you're listening yeah. to the next episode, but we have to do plugs at the end of an episode, so... Um... Uh, you can find me at lowpolyrobot on twitter.com. Uh, I usually am tweeting about games I play or robots or any number of things. You know, that's fun. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Where can people find you, Six? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Six Detmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. Uh, I can also find my work at scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. If you think you can handle it. That's right. Cower. Be afraid. Die knowing you lost to someone who truly knows how to podcast. <laughs> how long have you had that? Like, like, did you just... like, well, Did you did you pull that up at the halfway? Or when did you... You had that so ready. Uh, About 60 seconds oh, ago. Oh, okay. That Listen, was faster than this. I thought. Okay. <laughs> I thought... See, you delivered it with, like, such bravado that my brain was just like, oh, six... As soon as I mentioned the Goof Custom, Six must have looked this up. (laughs) Alright. Peace.